Yeah. I know we just signed the deal, but I need my advance on the next one too. They know I'm gonna be around. Yeah. I need it. So Bo's getting ready to kick off his uh, 2018 season. He's right down the road in Manchester, New Hampshire, for the uh, Fisher Cats. You excited? What do you got? What's uh, what's 2018 looking like for you? Well, not a good year last year. What's your uh, focus? Just the same things, trying to get better every day, you know. Um, it's a new level and stuff, but same game, just trying to get better with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you your reaction on Vladdy's homer that everybody saw. How high off the ground do you think you got when you jumped in there? I don't know. I, I'll be honest, everybody kept on saying I had a lot of ups, but I looked at the video, I didn't think I got that high. Yeah. You were really excited. I was excited. That was really cool. That Very was, awesome moment. Yeah, that was uh, the sickest thing I've ever seen, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. Is that the first, I mean, obviously you were around your dad growing up. Was that the the loudest crowd you've ever been a part of as a player? Yeah, I would say probably by 15,000 fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably more than I've ever played in front of. And then the... They were loud too. It's a dome and everything. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. What was it like watching him and getting to go around when you were uh, when you were little, just being around big league parks? Well, I didn't remember when he was playing. Yeah, uh, he, he went or D did. Yeah, Dante did. But um, no, when he was coaching, it was pretty cool. And he, the players let me hit in the BP group sometimes yeah. when I was like fourteen. So you were going deep. I heard. I've heard stories. Yeah, I was going deep. <laughs> I heard he's going way deep in Colorado. Yeah. Wood bat or metal bat, though? Wood. With wood? See, that's pretty good. Have you ever tried the top hand only, Homer? No. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to break my arm every time I try it. But you've seen him do it. You can yeah. attest to it. Mm-hmm. And what inspired you to do that, by the way? Ted Williams said that power is in the top hand. Try to hit a Homer with lead arm and then try to hit with a top hand. Way more power in the top hand. It's like yeah. a tennis forehand versus a tennis backhand. I agree. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're not wrong. You take if you do one hand drills, your bottom hand sucks, and then your top hand's always better. Yeah, more harder anyway. I want to. I want to get into some swing stuff. Yeah. Can we get into swing stuff? Yeah. What are What are your keys? What are the things that you need to focus on? We just saw you do your your T work routine. What? Are, I mean, it was very specific. How did you come up with that? What is your focus with all that? Um, it was pretty much everything I do is kind of co-created by me and my dad. Mm-hmm. But the T work mm-hmm. is, you know, I think it's one of the only things that you can kind of visualize while you do it, mm-hmm. like a pitcher. Um, and so really, I'm just trying to I put the the T back like far deep in the zone to start, just to kind of try and get my bat path there. You know, because the later you can hit it, obviously, the more chance you have. Um, and then I move it out as it goes, but um, right there, I think everything that I do, just what I really want to create is a consistency in my mind, and just like a kind of a, um, a discipline, I guess, put it that way, and so everything that I do is pretty focused and, and has a point. Yeah, there were uh, a couple swings, you had, you had moved the tee all around, then you had the tee on the inside corner, but you were going right of second base. And you rolled over one, and you got pissed. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's here. That we're it's, what April second. 
so many kids that I see, younger kids especially, they're not focused. They're not. They're not engaged with what they're doing. So for me, it was cool. I, I appreciate you getting upset mm-hmm. that you roll over a pitch. How does that happen? How do you go from being like a little kid that just swings at a ball to being somebody who's that focused? And I mean, you were pissed that you rolled over. Yeah. It's not something I don't think you show that in the game so much. It's more of like a private moment that you get upset. I get but, mad in the game. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, but uh, it's, no, I, but I yeah. do. I mean, I'm someone that doesn't have a whole lot of restraint for their emotions. I mean, I kind of let everybody know what I feel, which is. You know, I don't know. For me, I, I don't mind it, but um, I think that a lot of it has to do with figuring out what you want to be. Like, when I was younger, my dad would drag me to the cages. I didn't want to go, you know, and I was completely fine missing balls. The only reason I didn't want to is because he would get mad at me, you know? <laughs> but once I realized that I, the, once I kind of realized what kind of player I wanted to be, I wanted to be a big player, I wanted to be the best player in the world, that was when I started taking it upon myself and realizing that you know, it, it can happen once, a mistake, you know, but you got to learn from it right away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's human nature to lose focus for once, but you've got to be able to catch that and make the adjustment. Um, and so I think, it, I think it really comes from within. It's not really something anybody can teach you. Um, you just kind of got to realize what you want to be in, in the sport and, and get it done yourself. Was there a specific moment? Do you have a, a memory of when that happened, when that switch went off on you? Yeah, it was when I was 14, my dad was coaching. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, Colorado, you know, always has good hitters, but at the time, and Kadire was winning the batting title, Cargo, Tulo, Dexter Fowler, um, Blackman, Arenado. I mean, a lot of really good players. And I remember specifically the way that Kadire did his tee work, it was every day I saw him every day in there doing his tee work every day in there squaring up every single ball and what I kind of realized there is like it takes that kind of focus to lead the league in hitting you know and because it takes that kind of focus in game um so I learned a lot from that and also I realized that I could hit the ball as far as them and further than a lot of them when I was 14 so not only did I realize what it took but I realized I kind of had what it took and so that's when it you know, everything changed for me. That's awesome. Super profound. Did you know that story, Donna? Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I kind of watched it unfold and didn't realize what was happening. Yeah. And I noticed a different kid after that year. Yeah. It's my favorite thing as a coach when I when I see a player make that decision. Yeah. That they're gonna they're gonna change who they are. I think he fell in love with the game then. I think he fell in love with the work of the game yeah. because Tulo would work so hard. Tulo's an incredible worker, and Bo had to watch that every day and say, well, and he loved Tulo. He loved all of them, too, and they used to drag him out to hit with the team, so he dug it. It was, I think it was Nolan and Tulo who I kind of saw that the way that they, I wouldn't say prepared, well, the way they prepared, but also the way that they kind of, the intensity they had. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I think that's the type of kid I am, the kind of personality I have, and that's just kind of how I play the game now is the way they, they go about it. It's funny you mentioned those two guys. Obviously, I got to play with Troy and Bobby spent some time with him too. And it's easy, so easy to drift to in terms of... And you could, Nolan has almost, I think, built his entire game from, like, off of Tulo. Even the way he goes about it, his glove. And now you look at Trevor Story coming up behind him. 
the first time I saw Story play, I go, man, like he looks like he's trying to be just like Tula, which is a pretty good guy to yeah. to try to assimilate to. Um, and you talk about the way he works and his intensity, his focus is so clear. He'll, he'll get in the games and he'll he'll have his moments where he like you just never expect him to act that way, and then he does. But he's definitely a guy that I I felt the same way when I played with him. Um, I want to ask you a question uh, about. Uh, like I don't know it's probably been over the last couple of years I don't know if you did as much in high school when I watched you but I think I saw you do a lot of work today no stride or heel up heel down would you say that was something that happened when you got to professional baseball were you doing it as much in high school and what was the reason behind it for you I've done it pretty much my whole life maybe starting like 12 probably um, I didn't really understand what I was doing I say till probably my junior summer so like the summer before my senior year I started to kind of understand why I was doing no stride with two strikes and stuff like that or if I wasn't seeing the ball well or whatever because that's cause kind of what he's always preached to me um, the reason is just the less stuff you got going on you know the more you can in your body the more you can I think simplify it in your head a little bit if you've got a lot of stuff going on um, with mechanics and stuff like that, your, your focus could drift towards that instead of, you know, what's really important is seeing the ball and, you know, hitting the ball. Yeah. So awesome. with two strikes, I try to get rid of the leg kick and and um, really just focus on seeing the ball, um, really grind into that bat, let it get deep. Yeah. yeah. You're, I mean, you're always paying attention to the game, obviously. The game's telling you things and you're using that information for yourself. Maybe it's a guy that you're not getting in sync too well, like having trouble singing out, maybe a slide step guy, would you say that's kind of the same as your two strike approach? Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I do it against a lot of submarine, like sidearm guys who are uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, because with, when those guys get on the mind, you start thinking about a lot of other things than actually seeing the ball, you know, because you really got to focus on seeing the ball against those guys because mm-hmm. it's come from somewhere else you're not used to. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, so I mean, I'll go up there and I won't leg kick and I'll just really focus on seeing the ball and just you know that's my only focus up there pretty advanced yeah yeah, he's always had a gift for just simplifying it kind of getting to the nuts and bolts of it simplifying it real quick in his head which I'd say about 12 years old I stopped really teaching a whole lot I started listening (laughs) what would I mean when push comes to shove where does that come from like personal (laughs) still appreciate that but I think like what you, every time you go up to bat, when you're coming at bat, what's your goal? You said not to do that. Yeah, when you're going up to bat, what's your goal? Like what's your goal every time? Hit the ball hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I mean it's easier said than done. You know. I mean to have that side, that um, mindset every time you go up, yeah. because sometimes you're gonna know he's gonna throw a hanger, and all you're gonna think about is getting it up and then you forget about hitting the ball hard you know really like if you just go up there and every single at bat I'm going to see the ball and I'm going to hit it hard now if you see a breaking ball you can look for it up but you also got to hit it hard and yeah. you know yeah. that's just ultimately the most important thing if you're thinking about anything else you're probably doing it wrong do you feel like that's a hard part of the game to maintain that discipline within your approach is oh. that something that you that you know, you get that pitch to handle, mm-hmm. and then you maybe try to do too much. It's the most difficult thing as a hitter. I think the guys who hit for high average are probably the guys who step to their approach more often. In the at-bat, during the at-bat, every pitch, 
know, because there's a lot of things that can get you off the approach. Um, you were late on a fastball your last at bat. Now you go up there and all you're thinking about is catching out front. You're not thinking about getting a good pitch. You're not thinking about hitting it hard. You're not thinking about seeing the ball. Um, in at bat, pitchers go in to throw away. If you let the inside fastball affect you, start thinking about the inside fastball instead of seeing the ball, hitting it hard, then you you don't really have much chance on any pitch. Mm-hmm. Let alone the outside fastball. Wish I thought outside outside him when I was twenty. Yeah. Oh, really cool. <clears throat> but like I said, it's the reason hitting is hard is because I think you have so much downtime in that bat. If it was rapid fire and you had no time to think about anything, it would probably be a lot easier. But the fact that you take an inside fastball, then you have 10 seconds to think about it. You swing at a hot up and in fastball, you're late, then you have 10 seconds to think about it. Mm-hmm. You swing through a breaking ball, then you have 10 seconds to think about if you should be looking for that breaking ball or if you stay on the fastball. That's why hitting's hard, I think. I don't think it's actually, I think we make it a lot harder on ourselves than it is. That, it's amazing you say that because I always wondered about we do all our practice, right? In our practice settings, we're taking BP, right? Rather swing after swing after swing after swing after swing. And there's time to think, right? Like if, you know, you felt something, but then you get to apply it right away. You just get to go apply whatever your, your, train of, your immediate train of thought was and say, okay, how'd that adjustment feel? But then you get between at-bats and you're sitting there and you're like, or between pitches, you know, like you're saying, and then you start, wheels start turning. And then if you don't execute the way you want it to, now you got to think about it even longer. You get, you get in the box and you're in two strikes and you're telling yourself, see it deep, see it deep, you know? Let the good fastball get deep, let it beat you. And then right before he gets into his windup, but what if he throws in the inside fastball? <laughs> and every time you do that, it's a breaking ball or it's a fastball up, you chase it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it just takes that extra bit of mental awareness and discipline okay. and to, I think, out hit other players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That follow through with the thought. Yeah. Follow through with it. You yeah, can't have on. a good thought and not follow through with it. Absolutely. I mean, think, stay on your plan, right? <laughs> stay on whatever you're trying to execute in that moment. Stay on uh, what's the worst thing that happens you're wrong. But if you start second guessing yourself and you start sitting there and going, like, the time, people get mad at me when I call time. In my, in, I, I'd see it all the time. Pitchers would get so mad. But usually the reason I call time is because I had too much time to think. If I, if I sat there and I was telling myself, stay on the heater, stay on the heater, stay on the heater, stay on the heater, stay on the heater. Maybe after the fifth time, you go, but what if you throw the breaking ball? Time off time. Yeah. So, yeah. And people didn't understand that. And, like, they get frustrated with me. Everybody's like, oh, you're a pass so I'm like, well, I only get to hit four times today. The pitcher gets to throw 100 pitches. So <laughs> I'm only going to get to get four good swings off today probably, right? So that was just the way I looked at it anyway. Yeah. I have a question about transition from high school ball to pro ball, specifically facing guys more consistently, seeing arms multiple times. How has that transition been with scout reports, guys, you know, maybe challenging you certain ways? How have you adjusted? I know last year you jumped a level. You're at a new level this year. You might be seeing arms for the first time, maybe the second, third, fourth time. What has that been like, you know, coming from high school where you're probably not facing too many guys that challenge you, really challenge you, and now you're facing guys that have better stuff, facing for the first time. What has that been like for you? Um, when it took a little bit of time to get used to the velocity, I would say like, I mean, five games of like, holy shit, it's fast, it's fast, it's fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Now granted, I was still hitting fine, it just seemed like everything was moving. Whether it was 92 or 98, it just seemed so. Once you get used to it, 
I mean, 94 is like 82 in high school, you know, it's really not much. Um, now with seeing everybody multiple times, it makes it a lot easier. The, the second, third, once you get to about five times, you know, facing a starter for the third time, that's when it gets, that's when you can kind of start thinking along with the guys because not only have you faced the team for 30 at-bats, you said you faced that pitcher for six, seven at-bats. Either you've gotten out seven times or you've crushed them, but either way, it gives you an idea of what, how he might attack you. <clears throat> and you get you get comfortable. Even if, you, even if you're 0 for 7 with 5Ks off his breaking ball, you've seen his breaking ball that many times. Um, and that's when it's tough when you see a guy for the first time. You, you want to look for his breaking ball because of the situation in the game, but you don't know what it does. You don't know if it's a, a loopy breaking ball. You don't know if it comes out of his hand. You don't know if it's a slider. You know, you don't know any of that stuff, so it's just it's difficult to think along with the guy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, <coughs> the one thing I would say is it's, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much different. They make they make mistakes just like high school pitchers make mistakes, um, and they make them a lot. I mean, I can I'm sure there's been plenty of times where they meant throwing inside fastball, but they left it over the plate. I don't know where the catcher's setting up, but they make a lot of mistakes, and you know I'm sure they weren't set up down the middle. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they make big. You watch a big league game. Mm -hmm. Just the difference between big league pitchers and minor league pitchers, and minor league pitchers in college and college and in uh, high school is the fact that everybody makes mistakes. It's just in the big leagues, you might get one in that bat, and you got to take advantage of that. In the minors, you'd probably get two, three. You got to take advantage of one of those. High school, you just you get a lot more to hit, okay. and the good pitches are easier to lay off. But I mean, that's pretty much all it is. Just the focus, the discipline aspect. You got to take advantage of the. The moments you have. Well, when the mistakes are at 99 and 100, you have a little bit more <laughs> for error, right? As a pitcher, yeah. that's why guys, that's why the games turn to the, the power on. The power, everybody's like, oh, well, let's, the harder we throw it, the better off we are, right? Because now we get away with our mistakes a little more. But I agree with you 100%. I think you see stuff all the time. You see guys, I mean, you watch highlights on TV. The, the highlights are not, like, more often than not, when a guy's going deep, the ball's center cut or way high or whatever it's not you know it's just, I had a parent come in a little while ago and be like oh you know I gotta get, get we just gotta learn how to hit the breaking ball better and I said well alright you know how you hit the breaking ball better don't miss the fastball I said what are the breaking balls that you swing at? is he chasing the one in the dirt yeah like we, nobody's gonna hit that just, you gotta learn how God, to no, <laughs> don't swing at it right <laughs> that's more important I think when you can work yourself into better counts and get better pitches to hit that's the name of the game right and, and then, like you said, don't miss. And if you do, figure out a way to battle, right? I think a, a big thing, too, for me is, like, I talk to my dad about it all the time. Whenever I went up there, knowing that this is a breaking ball situation, I faced this pitcher before, I know he's going to throw me and get me over at some point during the iPad. And I go up there, and I'm just like, you know what? I don't care if he throws three fastballs. I just don't. I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to look for three curveballs. Most of the time it works out. Somehow you get a knock. Yeah. Like even if he threw a fastball, maybe you work a walk. But if you just stick to your approach with no fear, a lot of the times it's just gonna work out. Like I mean, the other day in spring, I decided you know it's getting close to the season. 
I'm just going to sit on a breaking ball this at bat. That's all I'm going to do. I went 3-2. I got three change-ups. I got three cutters. 3-2 pitch. I got a cutter in. I chopped it in the ground. Still looking breaking ball the entire at bat. After six non-breaking balls. Still looking breaking ball. Chopped ball on the ground. I got an infield hit. And I'm just sitting there like, man, like, everybody else is looking at me a cheap hit. But, like, to me, I was in my approach every single pitch there. I did not care if he threw another fastball. I was going to look for that breaking ball. You know? And, like, it happened so much last year. Not that exact thing, but I had a walk-off hit last year in Lansing. And it was, like, a kind of a sidearm guy. Man on second and third. We're down by – or we're tied. Ninth inning. And I'm sitting up there, like, this kid, there's an open base. I'm getting (coughs) – Sliders the entire bat, you know, side armor like right. they that's all they do is like, those yeah. off, you know. So I'm sitting slider, fast right down the middle, first pitch. And I'm like, okay, he's not gonna throw that again, right? right? Fastball again, and somehow I, I recognize fastball. There, there was a guy, it was first and third, guy in first stole. I recognized fast, it was like slow motion. I recognized fastball was outside, second baseman broke. And I just like went like that, yeah. and I got knocked the second hole and or the four hole, and I was just like, Jesus, I swear when you look, when you just are in your approach and you have no fear, it somehow it just always works. That's awesome. I, mean, I, I would have to say to add to that, fear is what makes you make the mistakes. Like yeah. he says, the no fear part is the big one there, yeah. because you don't realize how fast you are as a hitter. That whole thing, you got to be short and quick to ball. I think is so overrated. I think you got so much time. Guys aren't late on fastballs, they swing under fastballs. You know, a guy at late on a fastball who's on on the plane is going to smoke one down a right field line, that's what happens. 100%. But the I, no fear thing, the fear thing is what gets you to freaking yank and pull off. It's about conviction. I, yeah. I, when you have conviction, so, I'll, you know, my story about that same kind of thing, we're playing the division series in, in 2015, it's game two, and I'm, everybody's telling, I've never faced Cole Hamels, and everybody's telling, and Cole Hamels got... He's 94, 95 with his heater sometimes. But everybody's like, change-ups, best pitch, change-ups, best pitch, change-ups, best pitch. And I had pretty much set my standard at that point that year to say, every time I face a lefty, I'm looking change-up. I'm just looking change-up. That doesn't mean my moves aren't going to be on time to the fastball. Like, I'm going to get on time to his arm action. But I was sitting change-up to hold the bat. My first at-bat, he got 1-1, and he threw me a fastball away, and I hit a rocket down the right field line for a double. And it's, it, I felt exactly what you described. He just described the the, the the game slowed down for me. Like I recognized it, and I was able to still get the bat there and use that part of the field. That whole part of the field is there. We have this, I think a lot of times hitters have this like intrinsic fear of, oh my God, I'm not going to get there in time. And I ask guys all the time, like, how often do you really face a guy? Like, have you ever faced a guy that's blown your doors in that you've never gotten there? Even if it's 96, 97, like, yeah, we talked triple digits. It might be a little different with the spin rate guy, right? He's the guy that you might have to really work to get on top of. But have you ever really faced a guy that you said, I can't get to 92, I can't get to 94, I can't get to 96? More often than not, you get there and it's just weak contact or it's I'm early or hit it off the end of the bat because my approach broke down because I was worried about the number instead of, let me just go take a good swing and see where I'm at. It's never the, it's never the guy who does 100 that beats you up or makes you feel late. It's the guy who throws like ninety two, and then you swing, and it's like, how did I miss that? Yeah. And but it happens every at bat. Every it's the guy that the ball never goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
the hundred's not a big deal. It's you know the guys who have life on their fastball and stuff like yeah. that. But like I said, it's not it doesn't take too much. It doesn't take discipline to look for a fastball. You know. That's um, my favorite line I've ever yeah. heard. <laughs> I mean, any like anybody can sit there and just look for a fastball at every at bat. Um, it funny. takes yeah, it takes a discipline to go up there and go against the grain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be different. So I mean, that's what kind of how I feel like when I think it's because I know so much about hitting, just because being yeah. around my dad. Sure. I think the fact that I know so much, I. I guess I feel a little weak when I. I'm scared to look breaking ball because I know that I should be looking breaking ball. So it might be different for me than somebody else who sure. doesn't, you know, understand that part of the game and it's just their whole life look fastball. But for me personally, it's if I know fastballs, I mean, if I know breaking ball's coming and I don't, when I go up there and I don't look breaking ball, I feel a little bit scared. Like you, you should know? have been better. I feel, yeah, I feel like I should have been better than at bat. Yeah. It's awesome. It's good stuff. Hey, I got really one more thing that I want to talk about, and it's Fortnite, strictly Fortnite related. How's your Fortnite game? And more importantly, how's his game? I'm pretty good. Um, I play with, with my brother and uh, a couple of ball players a lot, and we, we win a good amount. Um, Do you guys let him on your team? Yeah, but he, doesn't, wanna, he doesn't want to play with us a lot. He said he ha- he's working on it, though. Yeah, but he's fine. He he has, like, four solo wins. That's yeah. a pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he said he's stealthy. Dude. I mean, Is he a bush guy? He hides in the bush? He's a bush guy, but, <laughs> I mean, that's not... Everybody's got their Everybody own Everybody's a bush guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I told you, I said, every, you meet a guy on your team you like that. You meet a guy that's stealth that everybody thinks is down and he saves a day. Who's the best... Uh, like out of all baseball players you know who's the best Fortnite player you know Brett Phillips it's Phillips I knew it was going to be Phillips yeah. Philly I can't wait to have you on this thing we're going to talk about Fortnite a lot I think such a quick twitch dude he, man I can so I, I FaceTime with him the other day and I think it's just the way his mind works I can't wait to talk to him about Fortnite we're going to end up talking about Fortnite this whole time we're not going to talk about hitting at all when we have him on Brendan Rodgers is pretty good too yeah. but I would go I would go with Brett yeah. first Oh, Phillips it is. Philly, you got a high bar. I'm going to just start. He's going to start streaming Fortnite. He's going to get on Twitch or whatever yeah, it is. The other, like a Twitch account. the other day I was playing with him, and two people joined our party. So I texted I didn't know they were. I texted him, yo, who are these guys? He said, hey, they're pro. They're pro. So he plays with, like, professional Fortnite players. Did you yeah. guys win? Yeah, we won. <laughs> right. but, but they're pros. And at the end of the game, I look at the kill mark. You know, it says how much he, each uh, squad member had. It was Brett Phillips, like, 15. I had, like, three, and the other guys had, like, five. Yeah. And so Brett's, like, that's good. On that Brett's level. got a backup plan. Do you think he ever starts laughing while he's oh. playing Fortnite? He has to. There's no way he doesn't. Yeah. No way. It can't help his focus. Oh, my gosh. And some of those quads, it can get funny. Yeah. If you play with the right guy, it can get hilarious. I can't wait to see it. Oh, one more thing I want to talk. I want to ask you about. What's it like to play with Vlad? Just give me a little little background on Vlad. What's like, what impresses you? What do you think makes him special to play? Well, he's special because he's talented. I mean, bottom line, right? Yeah. But what makes him good is a competitor. He really cares. Um, he's got a plan. Puts the ball in play with his bad speed is like kind of a an unparalleled 
thing, you know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of guys that kind of have his power and his ability to hit. Yeah. Um, he swings hard every time. I love that about him. Yeah. Uh, he likes to have fun. I mean, he's got it all. I mean, he's going to be really good. Best player I ever played with. So. Well, it's cool to watch you guys together, man. Yeah. That's my. Can't wait to. I'm excited. I'm. Get to watch you guys a lot this year. You know, yeah. here, so. It'll be fun. Got a really good team. Yeah. I got a really, I got a really big team. We need some really nice rings. Is that the lyric? Correct. I don't know. We got a really big team. Really good team. I don't know lyric. We can overlay the song. Yeah. We put it on. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, Appreciate it. Hey, have a great year this year, man. Look forward to it. Thanks for having you again.